Stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, visit www.3cr.org.au. Because we got the alternative energy on nuclear free autonomy. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced on unceded Wurundjeri lands at 3CR in Melbourne and brought to you with the support of the ACE Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth. My name is AC, and on today's show, I'm taking you out onto the street with recordings from the Disrupt IMARC Community Rally. On Tuesday, the 30th of October, the International Mining and Resource Conference started in Melbourne. A series of events, coordinated by a collective of different groups, were held in pro- to protest the conference and the extractive industry's disregard for the environment and Indigenous land rights. Radioactive show producer Michaela Stubbs was on the scene and to start off, she spoke with Lucho Ricalme from the Latin American Solidarity Network, or LASNET. Okay, so we're uh, down here. It's the first day of the International Mining and Resources Conference. Um, do you want to tell us what you're, what you're here for today? We're here to disrupt the meeting because this conference we saw is uh, against uh, people. It's against... Uh, Indigenous people, uh, as you know, mining around the world is devastating the planet. They are they are killing the earth. So that's why we we here. These people is talking about how they can improve their profit uh, without taking into consideration many people' life, many, many people' health. Like example, VHP in Colombia in Cerrejon, they are killing young people because of the health problem the health problem that the coal created to people. Uh, in, in Ecuador, they're destroying the environment, they're destroying uh, the life, the, the flora, fauna, all, all those areas. So, and even in Australia, the indigenous people have been displaced uh, because of this mining. That's why we are here and against this kind of, of, of business, because this business is just to make more profit and without taking people Right. Would you like to just introduce yourself and tell us what you're up to here this morning? Hi, I'm, I'm Rebecca Hayden. I'm from the Rainforest um, Action Group, and we're here protesting at the International Mining Conference down at the Melbourne Convention Centre. And um, tell us a little bit about, uh, yeah, for our listeners, what um, what the scene looks like here this morning. We've got a really awesome range of people from a whole lot of different groups, um, from the Latin American Solidarity Network to um, the Rainforest Action Group and the Uranium Crew. <laughs> but yeah, we've got we had, there was a, quite a few police here earlier, but then they sort of realised that you know, look, we're we're pretty we're pretty relaxed. That it's not going to be too much of a drama, so they've sort of backed off a little bit. <laughs> And so what's the key issues that you're raising here today? Uh, well, um, well we've, we're obviously protesting extractive industries and um, the growth of that globally. Um, we're mostly looking in Ecuador. That's our kind of main area of focus because Australian companies have really been at the forefront of pushing mining in Ecuador and actually globally as well and through Africa and PNG 
So there really are, it's a concern for us that Australian mining companies are so actively involved and there, does, there hasn't been an awful lot of awareness about that. Um, so we kind of want to just sort of draw a little bit of attention to Australian companies' role. Excellent. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about um, what's happening in Ecuador, but is there anything else that you wanted to tell listeners about? Well, with Ecuador, we're working uh, together with um, a group called the Caminantes Collective, and they're a group of a lot of indigenous tribal groups, but as well as municipalities, um, uh, local people, farmers, and you know, to protest um, the mining on their land. That's been done without any consent whatsoever, and so the basic the government sort of sold. 14% of the country often mining concessions uh, and of that I think 70% are Australian and Canadian mining companies so um, yeah and you know and see some of these areas the headwaters of the Amazon, the most unbelievably beautiful biodiverse forests and so um, yeah we're, we're kind of a little bit concerned about the possibility for another massive disaster like the Samarco Dam collapse um, not to mention the minute you know you have a road that goes into one of these areas and it opens up the whole area for mining illegal mining and what, we're, what they've actually seen happen over there is uh, a lot of illegal miners are going into concessions now that they know that these big rocks lying around are essentially gold ore and uh, so they're going into areas with armed militia um, harassing local indigenous people um, and you know putting a lot of pressure and threat through the through the communities and the community so the communities are really struggling and you know the mining companies have this this whole idea that you know they can go in and create jobs in an area well the reality is a lot of those places they didn't need they were self-sufficient they didn't actually need to have that those they weren't reliant on external sources but the minute you go in and you pollute the water and take away their livelihood their ability to feed themselves then yeah they need jobs so yes their job was created but it wasn't needed in the first place and, and so we're sort of working with these groups to raise awareness of the mining company's tactics um, we're building some resources that they can actually share uh, distribute um, and sort of you know and, and looking at some of the the failed you know some of the disasters the economic and environmental disasters that BHP for example has done globally and that was Rebecca Hayden from Rainforest Action Group speaking at the Disrupt IMARC Community Rally in Melbourne. I'm AC Hunter and you're listening to The Radioactive Show, produced at 3CR Community Radio Station in Fitzroy and distributed nationally by, via the Community Radio Network. I was also at the IMARC Rally that day, though not as a 3CR radio producer. I was on the other side of the mic talking about uranium mining in Western Australia. We're here today, I guess, with solidarity with traditional owners and their allies over in Western Australia who uh, want to send a message to the WA Mines Minister, Bill Johnson, who's speaking at the conference to say uh, not to go on with the flawed approvals process. They're trying to um, push through four proposed uranium mines in a state that's never had uranium mining. Um, and, yeah, we just wanted to bring that message over to Melbourne, all the way from Western Australia. And do you know anything about what he's going to be talking about today? Um, I guess he's going to be spruiking mining in Western Australia. He's going to really be pushing for people to bring their money and contracts and mines to Western Australia. Um, I think it's 
uh, unfortunate reality of Western Australian politics that the state government is really beholden to the mining industry, despite the fact that it's you know slowly shrinking and losing profits and. Um, you know, it's, it's a boom industry and it's definitely on the downside and they're still trying to um, kind of pour all the efforts into creating mining opportunities, not um, sustainable opportunities for people um, and for, for kind of Western Australians' future. Because um, I don't think people want to have the kind of toxic and radioactive legacy that comes from uranium mining and other types of mining because... You know, these companies go in, they extract all of the um, all of the resources, and they leave a huge mess and um, very little money is left for the state. Yeah. And there was a particular focus on the Mulga Rock site. Can you tell us a bit about what's happening there at the moment? Yeah, so the Mulga Rock site, um, it's in an ecologically prioritised area. It's a really important quite untouched landscape where they want to do a proposed mine about 300 kilometres um, east of Kalgoorlie in Western Australia. Um, that mine is, of the four mines, that's the only one that seems to be um, progressing at all. Um, Chemico's pretty much given up on Kintyre. Um, Yuleria is being held up with a court case that um, dual native title holders are taking with the Conservation Council of WA. And Waluna is, there's no money behind the company that wants to do it. Unfortunately, Twiggy Forest um, has put some money behind Vimy Resources, and they're really trying to push it hard. They're really lobbying the government. um, And at the moment, there's a lot of... um, Basically, as part of the approvals process, when the Liberal government was in, they took a lot of um, the really important documents and approvals that need it would usually happen as part of the public um, kind of environmental assessment and assessments that the governments would do and you should be a lot more transparent and there'd be an opportunity for people to um, challenge any decisions that was made by the minister and they've taken those and um, just given approval based on conditions and those conditions move things like the mine closure plan and environmental impact statements and things into the mines department kind of area um, outside of the public kind of realm and outside of a place where we can challenge it within a kind of democratic system. Um, So, yeah, we really want uh, Bill Johnson to get the message that people don't want the Mulga Rock mine to go ahead, but also that they need to make sure that they hold Vimy resources to the highest kind of level of scrutiny and that includes a kind of public process that's transparent and that can be challenged Um, because this is important stuff you know the um, the tailings from these mines need to be um, kept separate from the environment for 10,000 years and you've got to ask yourself who gets to make those decisions and how we go about doing that needs to be really really rigorous Have you heard about 3CR's national programs? Coming at you on community radio stations around Australia, produced in the studios of 3CR Melbourne. Services will be cut, jobs may well be lost, and workers' entitlements will be undermined. Their basic human rights are as important as everyone else. Over 200 million years, individual species have evolved. I mean, birds were once dinosaurs. Anything nasty online seems to be targeted against women. Muckety is... A bad deal, but Muckley is absolutely not a done deal. 
You're listening to Women on the Line. Welcome again to Lost in Science. And welcome to another edition of the Radioactive Show. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to Accent of Women. Anarchist Wall this week. Listen to Beyond Zero, global warming science, solutions and action. You are listening to Let the Bands Play. Tune in to Stick Together, worker stories and union news. Grassroots Voices broadcast weekly on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to The Radioactive Show. Before the break, that was me, AC Hunter, at the Disrupt IMARC Community Rally, talking about the proposed Mulga Rock uranium mine in WA. Anthony Amos from Rainforest Action Group was also there at the rally, and Michaela recorded this interview with him. Anthony, tell me a bit about, yeah, what issues you're focused on here today. Uh, well, we... Um started looking at this mining issue in greater detail about June this year. Um, John Cedar, he's a long-term uh, rainforest activist. He was concerned that um, a reserve that he'd set up in Ecuador in the 80s was uh, all of a sudden there was mining concessions over a fair portion of it. And then um, when they looked a little bit further into it, they found that there was um, the Ecuadorian government had just released like hundreds and hundreds of mining concessions uh, right across the uh, right across the country and so he wanted help so we thought yeah okay well we'll have a, a, look, a little look about what's happening in Ecuador and 70% of the mining concessions hundreds of thousands of hectares of land potentially millions uh, it's uh, in the hands of Canadian and Australian explorers and so we, when we started looking into it we found that Newcrest Mining they're based in Melbourne that they're starting a big gold mine um, in the south uh, east of the country by the Peruvian border with a Swedish company called London Mining. And London's been um, connected with all human rights abuses over oil issues um, in Africa and a whole host of other things. So Newcrest and London have got a mine opening up there, mining gold. Um, and um, just north of there, there's a big Chinese uh, mine called Mirador, which um, has opened in the last couple of years. So both of those mines are in the southeast of the country on, on Shuar land. The, the indigenous people of the, of, the, of the area and so these new mines are going to bring an influx of new people into those areas the uh, people that were there are going to be uh, well they've already been uh, displaced there's been communities essentially uh, dissolved and then you get an influx of new people coming into mine these areas and, and the local culture evaporates uh, uh, unfortunately the other issue in Ecuador we've got an Australian exploration company called Soul Gold they're a Brisbane-based uh, exploration company, so they've got a big prospect for copper and gold in the uh, north of the country at a place uh, called, called Cascabel. And Newcrest have bought into them as well, and as have BHP. So they're all s- moving around this, this exploration company to get access to a lot of the copper from in the, in the north of the country. Then around them we've, got, we've also got BHP's got concessions and also uh, Gina Reinhardt's also got exploration concessions in the north of the country. And I should ma- mention Twiggy Forest has also got mining concessions in, uh, near the Newcrest uh, holdings in the southeast of the country. So the Australians are up to their eyeballs in it. And um, the, the major issue with Ecuador, it seems, in South America is that there's this big need for copper and part of the reason for that, and we know BHP is forecasting in the future that uh, the increase of electric cars demands four or five times more copper to, for the electric engines. 
And um, so we're starting to see this need for this new technology being imposed in these uh, areas where there hasn't been mining before with all sorts of ramifications. So Ecuador was our major concern. And then um, we looked a little bit further about uh, what uh, some of the Australian mining companies have been up to in South America, and that led to learning about what BHP has done in Colombia, in Peru, in Chile, in Brazil in Suriname, um, and so we'll be releasing a report on BHP's activities in about two weeks. I think uh, they've got their AGM next week, so we want to time it for around that time and get some more exposure on BHP. And um, and essentially the story's the same. These, mi- these miners come in, they, they you know, the, the mining companies are, are propped up by compliant governments, and we think in the case of Ecuador, the, the Ecuadorian government's in a lot of debt, so they're selling off their country to repay these, these debts. Um, so essentially the indigenous people that are on those lands um, and they've been there for thousands of years, the mining companies come in and there's an immediate uh, dislocation, there's divisiveness in the community um, and like I said earlier, the influx of new people and um, leads to a, a diminishing of the cultural integrity of those areas where the miners come. So... Yeah, that's in a nutshell, I suppose. But, I mean, our main thing was to get in the face of the mining executives. I've seen a few nervous-looking looks as they've walked in today. Um, uh, We know that there's a big contingent of Latin Americans. On the Thursday, uh, we're going to have another rally like this in terms of uh, there's Ecuadorian, I think, ambassadors and there's all sorts of people. And the Australian government's up to its eyeballs in, in supporting these developments in foreign countries, and we think... Part of the reason of that is Australia gets um, you know, help, uh, well, it's sort of help, in inverted commas, that these countries with, mob, with mining expertise, engineering companies, all the, all the heavy machinery. Or the, so there's all these deals that go into this, um, and the universities flourish. So, um, yeah, Australia's up to its eyeballs in it. And, um, yeah, we're just sort of raising the issue and trying to get some some traction. Ultimately our goal is, is to shut down the um, Australian investment in Ecuador but uh, at this stage we're in a sort of research phase I guess so yeah. yeah. And do you think people, I mean there'd be lots of people out there who are invested in these companies that probably don't pay too much attention to what's going on but what do you think um, about like is there much knowledge out there in the community about exactly what's involved with these mining operations? Only in a very few people. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that... Well, I'm surprised how ignorant I was about, uh, you know, these issues until I started to look into it. And then I thought, well, bloody hell. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's an interesting one because essentially these cultures are being, uh, are being devastated for these cheap consumer needs in the Western countries. I mean, it's an old, old story. And until we can get educated from the consumer angle and start stopping to buy these products and demanding if you're going to you know, buy a car, well, you don't you use recycled copper in the engine. Why have to rely on these you know, mines? Um, so the, yeah, it's a massive education program. So we, you know, we, uh, we, we just do all we can, I suppose. Uh, the other thing we've, we're looking at is some of the investment companies, like um, trying to pull their investment out. So we've just started looking at that. And once again, you know, we've got this New York-based financial company called BlackRock, who's up to their eyeballs in it. Almost every major company on the planet, BlackRock, are the major investors in it. So, um, and a lot of the banks. And yeah, look, it's it's this 
It's the disconnect between the consumption of Western countries and they haven't got any idea where their raw materials are coming from for their everyday items. So that's the that's the disconnect, and we're just trying to get get that out. It's an old message, but we'll do our best. <laughs> that was Anthony Amos from Rainforest Action Group speaking at the Disrupt IMARC Community Rally in Melbourne in late October. Thanks to Rebecca Hayden, also from the Rainforest Action Group, and Lucio Ricalme from Latin American Solidarity Network, who featured on the show, and of course to our very own Michaela Stubbs, who made these recordings. I'm AC Hunter, and you've been listening to The Radioactive Show. The Radioactive Show would like to thank the Ace Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth for their financial support, and the Community Radio Network, who gets this program to you around Australia. The Radioactive Show is produced in the studios of 3CR in Fitzroy, Melbourne, on Wurundjeri Country. If you missed any of today's show or want to listen to it again, a podcast of the show is available on 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive. If you'd like to get in touch with the Radioactive Show, you can call us on 03-941-8377. You could give us an email at radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com or you can go to our Facebook group. That's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in to this Radioactive Show. Thanks again for listening, and here's to a nuclear-free future. Thanks for listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We rely on the financial support of listeners like yourself to keep going. If you'd like to support diverse voices on your radio, go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online.